<laughs> Welcome to Offstage Hang, Darren Lim, Reims, episode 88. 88. Uh, we are here in Crazy, crazy Ramen. Ramen in Lilac, Lilac Marikina. Panorama. Panorama. Nasira ang aircon sa studio. <laughs> so rest back tayo dito. Do your intros, Mr. Lim. So this week we are joined by, for me, una ko siya nakilala sa... Giniling Festival. Napanood ko siya sa bayan ng alumni. Wow. Nagda-drums. Tapos sabi ko, grabe tong siling giniling na to. Grabe yung kanta. Tapos uh, parang parokya na mas metal. Yun, yun, yung, yun yung dating sa akin. So yun yung unang, unang encounter ko. And then later on, I feel like he was one of the first parang totoong internet superstars of, of this era, di ba? Advanced. Di ba? Advanced eh. So yun, without further ado, please welcome uh, Bogart, uh, Marco Antonio. Thanks, bye. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's awesome. Bloody awesome to be here. Bloody truth. In our language down under, Double City. We would say, solid gay bay. What are you uh, busy with at the moment? Nung nakita tayo kanina pagbaba mo, you've been uh, overdriving. Mm-hmm. Land tripping. Land so, tripping. So, ano ba eh? Content trip. So, we've been like, I, we drove from Davao all the way here to Manila. Kailan to last week? A uh, couple of days ago. I know, we, we arrived yesterday. So, the trip took us around three days. Three days. So, um, the first day kasi we took off mga around noon kasi and we arrived at the tip of Mindanao around noon and then off to the Visayas in the afternoon. You don't want to drive kasi in some of the parts in, in the Visayas regions simply because of the road conditions. Mm. By what are, what, what car you're bringing ito? Yeah, this, this one. one. It's a Geely. It's an SUV. Uh, Back in the man, Geely. Matted out din eh. Oh nga Bagay. It's a solid ride. It's his ride. Jay's ride. Very solid talaga. And then, I know two ferries. One is a three-hour ferry and one is a one-hour ferry. So both are fine. And then the roads generally are fine. Basta as long as there are certain areas that you travel at night for because the roads get smaller. Ano talaga? Naka-waves na. ka lang lang. Waves. Wala. We were Wala. just winging it lang talaga. Grabe. We even stopped by Mayon and we, dumating kasi Mayon, it was nighttime already. Bicol? Bicol. Okay. But the conditions were great. Stars were out. So we did like a long exposure shot uh, while exposing yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, ilan kayo? Dalawa lang. Dalawa lang kami. Kami na. We just so it's a content trip, as much content as we can gather so that for the next few months, you know, maybe we can just edit and chill and think while we think of what next, what's the next batch. I've been also been doing like the drum thing. Uh, I know I've been trying to get back to my roots, so I haven't been giniling in a long time. And I haven't been drumming in a long time, or I've been in a band in a long time, and you know the itch is there. Uh, it's coming back. So I figured I've been I've been collaborating with lots of local musicians, talaga. Uh, whoever I can get friends, you know, it's just trying to scratch an itch. I need to play music with awesome musicians, bay. And what's great, and I shoot these things, we shoot these things with an awesome team. People get to appreciate because it's part nostalgia. What we've been doing is taking old songs people love in the old days talaga we incorporate the element of the actual music that they fell in love with while adding uh, the drums and whoever I'm collaborating with um, I collaborated with guitarist X8 um, but now I've been doing mostly with bassist because it's like you know a drum and a bass kind of thing and so, the vocalist so and the guitarist si Manu, nakita ko yung si video Manu bay, so good at, ano bay, at editing the audio and then the video he does everything Manu Gen 2 Manu Gen 2 TV 
and you gotta check that's on youtube out. that's on youtube is he also on uh tiktok he no i don't think he's on tiktok you're on tiktok i'm on tiktok you know? so you're doing more <laughs> tiktok than youtube uh what's the hierarchy the YouTube because it's like the long format, right? Mm-hmm. And from that, you get the pieces that you put into your reels, your stories, and your TikTok. You just, you know, re-edit it. How important that you have reels? Na it's important, bay, because it's important that you capture every market. There are, ano, kasi, you gotta pay attention to, like, for example, when Facebook announces certain things, like these, you know, just like how a stockbroker would watch out for things in the market that would fluctuate the price mm-hmm. of the stock. Mm-hmm. It's like for the algorithms, you're thinking more for the algorithms. Before, because they put a lot of premium on reels, like Facebook, for example. Mm-hmm. So if you put on the reels there, automatic boom, like, ang bilis niya mag-viral. Bakit? Because they were pushing people to, sige, maglagay ka sa reels, we'll make sure people see it. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they did. But then after a while, they reversed their decision saying, maybe we're not gonna focus so much on the reels now. That's it, now. Thank you very much. Wait, I'm still curious. I can't get over the land tripping thing. Because yeah. nobody, not a lot of people do it. <laughs> see, see, Franco was doing it in the pandemic. Do you, how do you plan? How do you plan a land trip? That's how many days to go? Like, it took us three, three days. days. Three days is like But do you plan? Barang, we look at maps or we're going to be booking Airbnbs. How do you, how, do, how does it work? Generally speaking, because you can't really book for much because you don't know what time you're going to get there, things like that. The ferry is like one of the choke points. The rest of the way, the roads generally fine. Certain areas a bit more potholy than the others, but the really the where it all culminates talaga and it can be blocked talaga are the ferries because there are a few of them, and then they're vulnerable to weather and all kinds of things like being broken down, and then suddenly the number of surging vehicles talaga. So if you can cross, so that's why we prioritize crossing over eating. It's like dona tayo kumain sa kabila pag nakatawid tayo kasi we need to Because it's a few hour uh, na sa ocean. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, three hours. It's not a whole day. It's not a whole day. It's not a whole day. Just a few hours long. But the thing is still, if you get, there are only a few ferries left. So if you get left behind, it'll, stick, it'll still take a while for them to come back. Uh, refresh okay. before they can take a load in. Maybe baka tomorrow ka So na. may pila. And they don't travel at night. Yes, uh, may pila. Okay. So the sobrang ano talaga choke point talaga siya. What about hotels? The thing about now is modern society by as well as digital currency by you can just when we get to a place man gabi na pagpagod na by open book an app pay with GCash whatever and that's it you just and then uh, you waste the way to the hotel oh it's just over there lang pala bam you're there rested so you don't book pre- beforehand, but you still get good deals because some of them, hanap some of these, lang, lang lang hotel apps, buy to come in. We spent when we go to the hotel, we checked out the price. This room where we stayed in, a standard room, two separate single beds, was nice. It was supposed to be like two k, but on the app, I just paid like eight hundred pesos for it. And then you say you're making content. Do you have a plan in mind? Well, like, so when do you stop and when do you? What do you do? So, what, what goes on in your mind? I talk to some content creators like Will Dasovich who's really professional about these things and he puts he really thinks about these things when he goes there. Nah, he has a plan for when he shoots things, he has a plan for when he's gonna go, when he's talking to you. If in a podcast like this, he's actually editing in his mind already. For me though, I took a different approach. It's like I'm gonna go that way because it sounds extremely strenuous. One for someone better fit, which is for Will, but not for me. <laughs> so I, we decided na we just go. And when we spot something, we do it. And then the trip then as well. So we went to San Juanico Bridge. It's like one of our longest bridge between Samar and Leyte. 
he has this as a sunroof kasi so he opened it had like a 360 camera while he was sitting on top and that's like one of the contents we're thinking another thing he was thinking is one kasi you have to produce kits as well for, apart from the major travelers you have to produce small segments so this one of the skits is he's dragging me to bye uh, punta tayo dun lang sa kanto sige but then he ends up traveling all over the place and then I keep asking along the way, but kailan ba tayo makakarating? Parang kind of thing. Maya, 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 nandiyan na tayo. Parang kind of thing. Do you pre-plan these skits or while driving lang naisip mo? I've never, and when when writing Bogart stuff or any of the things that I've done talaga, most, some, a lot of these things I, I do on the fly. It's hard to pre-plan some of these things. Um, Except for when some of the stuff that I've been doing, like yung English Tagalog Bisaya content, comedy content. That's funny. Thank you. I have to write it beforehand as it comes. I have to build it until it makes enough for an episode, which is like around a minute. Ano talaga, before Filipino I can, 101. Ano, Filipino 101, the Philippines 101. I've been doing, and I don't know if it's gonna come out on time, because you know, I've been doing Bisaya 101, but I'm trying to focus on Philippines 101 because there are so many things that people just take for granted. This is what I've been doing. You know, the Bisaya 101, basically the Tagalogs have it as well. The Pangasinenos have it as well. Everybody has it. But I'm just pointing out these things that people tend to overlook na because they're just busy. And then like when they go look back on it, oh nga no! And this goes back to what YouTube taught us in the beginning, back in the early days when we were starting out on YouTube. And they said two of the key things of success in the early days of YouTube, and I still believe it to be true now. Oh, actually, it's not as true now, but I want to keep it that way, is... Collaboration and relatability. So that's what they advise us in the old days. Now, because collaboration is gone, because some of the new creators, particularly for TikTok, they do everything themselves. They do this character, then they do this character, and then they do all the characters, and then they put it together, and it's all them, just them, nobody else. And it works. It you works. You think it's the pandemic? That's why it started, right? Less. I, I think it's always been there. The pandemic is just one way of helping it get out there. It's na, the future. Na magisa na lang yung yeah, yung creator. It's the future. Even in music, you can see it. From a whole band to just one guy doing everything and it works it works, it works it and works. we can't deny it because that is the future you know so that's what we've been doing but you know you can also be a hard ass and hold on to the past because there's value in there as well and i like collaboration and relatability and has been proven by the numbers in the videos they still work pa- paano naman na form yung bogart na character what was going on in your mind like how did you paano mo siya create and the the Aussie accent, how did you develop the character? The Bogart character was born out of poverty. <laughs> what? And I was working, but I was working. I was working as a production assistant, right? And living... Uh, in where? In uh, Davao? Or here in Manila. Here in Manila. I, what year was this? 2000? 2009. Nine. Na- Nine. From Davao? I went here to, co- uh, to college. In college, 2002. Uh, I was also in Kalai. Uh, yeah. You know, I went looking for your rooms. <laughs> what was my room? I was basement guest. <laughs> basement! <laughs> I was basement voice and So that's why. Right. And then I just stayed here. And then I went after UP, you know. Chicago didn't say UP and everything. Yeah. Corporate world, like call centers and everything. And I did pretty well in a month there. And then I just decided to leave it and then just live three years by na alang like around 20 pesos a day it just bare bare just i just didn't want to do anything be the laziest i can be but still survive without having to suck dick <laughs> you know kind of bare, i still have my standards you know bare minimum so i went that way and then i found this gig 
uh, being a production assistant because the production manager, the one in charge for hiring production assistant, was a bandmate. It's a penguin. Okay. He's like, you need a, a job? Sino to? Si Kat Castro okay. from our vocalist basis. basis. And then she's like, you need a job? So it pays 200 pesos like, uh, per shooting day and they only have like two shooting days a week. But the but the benefits of the gig was the food that came in style for everyone. Mm, catering. I bring I could bring it all home. <laughs> and that would sustain me for the whole week by like saref and shit like that. Ganon talaga. And then slowly they gave me Tito ka harap ka. Ganon ka lang. Bodyguard ka nang madama ring. It's called Front Act Hecklines. For what? For I know, it was YouTube? Like, no, no it's for TV. There were mm. block timers and RPM R- by, uh, and these guys were ahead of their time because they're doing doing skits, just putting them together. And skits like talagang super stupid ass skits talaga by, <laughs> and they just wanted to put these out. Nobody was watching them, but you know, luckily. What were your course in college? Doing, what was your course? I was industrial engineering. I It's a kuta course, my Kuta course. I was like, do this scholarship pa muna kita so after. <laughs> First year, wala. It's part, alam ko part of the myth rin yun na, oh, yung drummer niya, alam ko, parang eng, parang oh, engineering oh, siya. <laughs> One of the legends na sa akin sa kalay because you know, the the meal is like Andy Rice. Mm. Uh, ano, diba? I did 13 by <laughs> And then in the next, ano, nag-town Pero hall. Pero that's one, one ulam, diba? Oh, one, yung ulam. ulam. Yung ulam was dalawang longganisa by... And I had that's to, 13, uh, 13 cups of rice. You really love your carbs. They, I, I told you, bae. They had us gather everyone, by, And then they announced a new memorandum, though, bae. Now everyone only got up to three rice. The fourth rice and above, <laughs> people had to pay na. People had like a rally because you promised us it'd be free rice oh, at the nah. beginning. And so they had to change it. But I'm just so happy that they yeah, had not to everybody, diba? Like, some people don't even eat rice. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just so happy that I did so much damage that they had to do that. Yes. <laughs> Changing the rules. <laughs> exactly. hey, wait, and then you were getting extra work in the production acting. Yeah. And then how? And then what happened? And then next? eventually, the show also had like an online radio podcast kind mm. of thing. But it was on Before radio. the podcast. I told you they were ahead of their time by these guys. Si Jaco De Leon, who's the si producer Jaco, of the okay, show. Okay, okay. Uh, si Elsie De Leon, who's also the guitarist vocalist of Reclamo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, si Stanley Chi, who's still a stand-up comedian and still has shows. Are they right related? Now. Si no. The no, De they're Leons, not. They're not. No. No. Are the De Leons? Well, si Elsie and... Uh, si Ciro, yung drummer. And at saka si Marco brothers. De Leon. They're brothers. They're brothers. But are they related to Jaco? No, they're not. Oh, no, different no. De Leon. Okay, okay. So they were, they had a podcast, kumbaga, in a radio station. The crew and I, no shows nila, just drinking, drunk a little bit, decided to sigi tawagan natin sila. Because I've been always, I've been able to do accents since I was a kid. Back to where your question, where I got the accent is, you know, been much of an, a, a very introverted kind of kid talaga growing up. So I didn't really go out that much with mga barkadas, but I kept mostly myself watching a lot of TV, cable TV. And then I had, I've always had this ability to mimic the accents, talaga. And I've been, and every time I'm, I'm out somewhere, I narrate everything I see for my own pleasure. <laughs> you know, I love the accent. Who doesn't? Like people say, because if I could speak like that, I would never stop talking to myself. And it is true, because you can just, oh fuck, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so you didn't live in Australia? No, I did, bro. Mga ten days. <laughs> uh, no. So you're doing the accent. Off of the TV shows? Yeah, like Steve Ooman. Like, you know, <laughs> Steve Crocodile Hunter. Crocodile Hunter. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
other accents do you do? Uh, I've been, I've lost some of the accents that I used to be able to do because before I could just do whatever, but then Bogart took over and that's pretty much been the whole thing. But you know, Tobin Martin and his hair. My name British, is uh, British. I certainly do the British accent, sir. Certainly. My different kind of uh, British accent, but like my, my Queen's English. And then you've got the the cockney kind of English, I, you know. But I've lost some of these, I know, talaga over time. Um, you know, some of the newer generation ones they can do it really better, talaga. But you know, they, these were all ways lang of entertaining myself, and I started to explore early on. But then certain characters kind of took off more. I even have Russian character. His, <laughs> na- his name is Comrade Boris Sanovovich. <laughs> Sanovovich. <laughs> Sanovovich. <laughs> Sanovovich, I like it, I like it. <laughs> so it's like, she's <laughs> so like nine-star gainer from Soviet Union. <laughs> uh, because of the woke generation, do you get into trouble with that? So that's the thing, by, I have like skits that if you release that now, like I debated before, like the Philippine Squatta. Uh, so back then it's like, it was, and even now, you know, just thinking about it wasn't really making fun of anyone it was just like you know but if you put it out now definitely we can't cancelable kind not, of thing you have to think about it now exactly oh. you know these things that like i know so uh but what i've been finding is you know that so far i've been able to dodge the man issues and stuff like that uh so that's why you know i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm i'm trying to think that uh, I'm like the Mr. Shuli of the internet generation. <laughs> he's just, everyone kind of knows him, but not really know him, but he's always going to just be there. So just because simply he doesn't have really that much issues to talk about. And like the really noisy creators that are really upfront, it's, it's easy to create some ano talaga by, just create noise talaga that will shock people. So many things that we have will shock people, but it's in the cutting table. <laughs> smart about these things, you know? But like, I think also, for me, to me, like, yung, the earlier content that you were talking about, it's it was more of, of course, social commentary. Rin na, it is. That would, be, that would, yeah, that would make you think na parang more about that kind of, you know, like, yung, exactly. yung things. So, maybe nakita yun ng tao sa'yo na, like, okay, yung intention, na parang was that the part of the... It was, most definitely, because a lot of the internet watching people at the, in those days uh, were people were aligned into that kind of thinking, mang goodbye. So if you put out that kind of video, you know, they know it is satire. We're not making fun of anyone. We're showing them something that you draw them in with laughter, but then you, you right hook them with the lesson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... And that's why in the old but now kasi because of all these ano parang it's like it's like when you go to uh, a tribal man and you tell him you know alam mo mahirap ka bakit wala kang kotse wala kang aircon wala kang bahay wala kang shit and he'll fucking <laughs> but then when nobody told him these things, he fucking owned all this land, fucked any woman he wanted, kill any animal and eat it. Nobody's gonna stop him, go to bed the whole fucking day until the end of his life. But, you know, it's kind of like that of a scenario, you know what I mean? Ano lang talaga, it's a perspective kind of thing. So, a lot of people's perspectives have been changed because they tell them, you should be offended by this. But you should be offended. Why aren't you offended by this? I'm angry at you now for not being offended. It's just a whole bunch of... Everyone's just anxious and just waiting to do something just so they can move forward by... Is it harder for comedy these days? Oh, most definitely. But then, you know, if you're really, really game, 
you know either way wherever it falls if it's a super viral because it's super funny or super viral because people are offended in the end you're still gonna make money you know but depends on what your priorities are mine is longevity bay I want to do this and not have to explain too much to my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> you mentioned that you na nagwork ka sa RPN that you were ano difference ng working for a station like that and then like right now like mas you're, you're, I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're an independent creator, right? So yeah. What's an an differences? My pros, my cons. The rules. Another thing, kasi that I've been ano kasi the rules kasi by when in terms of creating content or the type of media or material. Because I'm also if a lot of people don't know, I'm also a board member at the MTRCB. Uh, so I'm the I one who gives the like. That's you a censor PG. yourself. It's not, so that's the thing. I'm censored. That's just the thing. It's gonna be funny. No, but the thing is, people think we're censors, but it's not. Maybe in the old days when it was called the board of censors. It was really, but what uh, we do there is no, it's the word of cancel. No, not the word of cancel. It's just you know the. Sorry, I couldn't help it. That's okay. It was a big thing, talaga. It's a big thing. That's why it's. I'm glad that it's making buzz right now. People are talking about you know what's happening online because uh, in the early days, that's the, one of the reasons why they created the MTRCB in the first place because it was happening on TV. It's like but we need to we need to put something there to protect the kids and the MTRCB is a, mm-hmm. an agency that's meant to protect the kids mm-hmm. to help the kids. It's not really meant to suppress the industry because actually by the mandate of the MTRCB is to work with the industry because if there is no if you keep suppressing there is no industry for everyone. They don't make money, we shut down. Stuff like that. Finally, so, a funny guy in the MTRCB. <laughs> it needs a funny guy. It needs someone who need who shows his ass on the internet. Somebody who understands the medium. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you guys. Now it's good. <laughs> I'm there. I keep the balance. You know. So we get all these different personalities from all walks of life. You got lawyers. You've got um, former mga principals and teachers, housewives, all coming together. And then you got me. So it's just like a good balance, talaga. So. That's why when it comes to ano talaga, monitoring uh, the balance about the rules kind of thing online, obviously there are no rules. There are no rules established yet. It's more on your morality is your own set of rules. You know, how far are you willing to stretch your rules, you know, um, for what you need, want to achieve. For me, like I said, it's more on longevity, so I try to stay on the side that this is so funny without, trying to, without being offensive in the future sense, you know. Because one of the things by, you don't need hate, nobody needs just the hate. It's just an easier world to live in when you function outside the, the room of hate. That's why when all these vloggers, they come together and just being angry just to create engagement and noise on social media, I just stay out of it and it's fine by, because you know I can always make money some other way. Mm-hmm. But they do their thing because you know why? Because that, my friend, is the future. That's, it is going that way. And it's up to individually, each and every one of us, and I'm also a parent, you know, being an MTRCB, it's up to us to monitor our children and not blame anyone for what happens yeah. because it is us. Yeah. And it is also the decision of our children themselves, eventually when they grow up, as to what they want to do. So what these creators, content creators are doing, even if they're promoting there's an even there's even a big talk online about content creators promoting gambling applications. But yeah, you, you yeah, are aware of these yeah, things, right? So it's a big thing about online. It's like 
great well, we content. grew up in the province, gambling wasn't bad. No, man. I mean, exactly. It's, it's Mark, excess gambling, which is bad. You yeah. just leave but it alone because that's it. It is the future. Exactly. It's just options. So I choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a personal thing. But if people want to advertise it and people want to do it, then do it. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, you don't, you're not going to get anything if you suppress things. You just you let it go, its natural flow. And if it doesn't work like in nature does, it always has a natural end. Wait, I want to come back to your question, Idarina. Once you started doing the, these extra bits for the for the show, right? Who pushed it? Na parang, I think we have something here. Right. Who pushed it? Who found? Who found? Who saw the vision? The future. Who the show it? ended in 2010 mm-hmm. because it was like block timers on TV, and then the sponsors there were like two or three keeping the show alive, and they finally said. Okay, na kami. Uh. So Jaco, the producer of the show, decided at 2010, it's like, we're <laughs> Upload na lang natin in this new thing called YouTube. Uh. Para lang meron tayong copy for future generations to, kasi pinagirapan din natin to. Mm-hmm. And literally, back in the old days, it was like 20,000 views overnight. In the old days, it was like, whoa. Even now, you'd still think it was like oh, oh, 20,000 oh, oh, views oh. overnight without even without even Facebook pushing it. <laughs> you know, it's just a link on YouTube. But in the old days, they had like a featured YouTube video, eh, like in Central Video. Ka. It was doing so well, it did that. And they, Jaco called me, and then the news agency suddenly called. So it was that one video, the Philippine snitcher. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like a creature, and then hunted with a tracking device. <laughs> And then people were like, just. Who was, who was doing the camera for the, those? Things? So, the, whenever we did those Bogart videos, kasi, si Jaco Dillon, the producer, they were always at the office lang. So, they let us. I like the way it worked because, you know, you don't micromanage people. You let them do their thing where they're good. So, it was the camera, was the director slash camera guy, si Mark Misa. And it was just me. There was just the two of us. What well, camera were you using? We were using like the old school camera that you put those like tiny tapes. TV, yeah. TV. But it was a TV camera, but it was small. The mini DV. Oh, but it was like with the thing big here, and then it became small, and then big, and with a handle here that you could hold. Yung pang like skateboard yun, de ba? Oh, yun, ganon, ganon, exactly. Yung hanggang ngayon, the skateboard is like that because of the handle, de ba? Like the handle part, exactly. That's what we used, and it's just the two of us. And like we, when you asked earlier, <laughs> do you plan these road trips? It's the same way we don't plan these Bogart videos. We say, Mark, we need to shoot something. Sige, bye, come over later at 8 or 7. Okay, sige, tara. Come over and then, you know, we do the things that cool guys do. <laughs> and then we get inspired. Sinong? Ipapaan mo ng kotse, umuusok. Sino yung favorite mong collaborator then and now? Like, kabatuhan ng ano? I know. Ideas. Like then it was like see Mark that was he was my guy back then because he was just you know absor- uh, most days I, it would come from me because I get all these crazy ideas the other person is great because he balances them out from it takes out all the exaggerated edges and makes mm-hmm. it something actually workable and that you can present it's like a screenwriter you know what I mean just writing it for the camera and it balances out now I don't have Mark anymore but we're still good I have Jaco. So is Jaco is the so one. Jaco still you were still working with Jaco. Yes, these I worked days. with Jaco a lot these days, especially for the national kind of content. The Bisaya ones are mostly me, um, but the other content that is like pag the Bogart with the Aussie accent with the English talaga. Jaco is the one yung kabatuan ko talaga. He has the same sense of humor. If you don't know, he's like the son of Joey DeLeon. Yes, so there's yes. the pedigree there of comedy talaga. That, the DNA. The, about comedy lang talaga and si Jaco talaga is a genius when it comes to comedy because he's. And he comes from the same backgrounds as I do because based on all the cable shows that we watched growing up. <laughs> That's how you know it. And the same kind of, you know, in terms of music, completely different. But 
the same kind of ano, humor is the, and then pag binato mo he has crazy ideas ako naman nag and it's like a, it's been a working relationship ever since and he's also my manager um, and it's been like that talaga it's like a, a brother that you know that you work with but, but did you back to yung diba na, na, nabanggit nga ni Rims yung sa cancel culture ganun did you expect yung yung nag-expect ba kayo ng reaction na ganun or what what were you expecting when you put it out nung and in, in the old days we weren't expecting anything we didn't even think people would see it um <laughs> can't, being canceled was the least of our problems though because those were the days when wala pang anak wala pang time wala na lang tayong pera so I mean, who cares man what happens to these things if it becomes viral because of a bad thing then might even be a good thing like yes we're famous finally But, ano yung unang moment na nag nagpaano sa na uy parang medyo ano doon sa YouTube na parang may nagsabi pa sa na oh parang na, napanood kita ganun tumawag ng news <laughs> they called ano and then that was so funny the reporter from GMA I'm not gonna mention names so they went to the room talaga and they really did ask me kung totoo ba daw talaga yung snatcher Sorry yung. It's not true. We really film him and did we really tag him and follow him like a documentary. How you hide him, Mama? So funny, right? <laughs> But that was like the moment when I saw myself and I was still living. I was living in this ano place na uh, it's still on the it's on YouTube. You can watch the ano, the report where I was living. Very tiny place, rat infested. <laughs> And then the very first moment I said, because I was like, ito na talaga yun. I was one of the lowest points in my life without having to suck dick. I was in the bathroom thinking talaga. And then the first call that came in, it's like a six-figure deal for this brand. And I was like, fucking hey, ito na yun, man. It started coming in na. And then that's it. From there, it kind of took off talaga. And I'm glad I have that video documenting the place. Kasi nung pumasok pa yung camera guy and everything, I had to... Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that raw, it was just like, and I just wanted to show how dirty the place was, talaga, and it was so basic, and it's a good way to ano lang talaga yeah. now, and to not thinking of anything, cancel culture, no, wala talagang pake. You yeah, had just, a stand-in katipunan eh, for, a, I did. for a while. Did you get free food every day? I did. I, you know, it's I, good food I, I, there, I, I, yes. I, I, and they had branches uh, everywhere. Uh, uh, so I'm Are you still uh, with them? I'm still with them. Ah, cool. I'm still cool. with them, man. And they're still there. Well, I thought I was going to be there. No. Because I'm still with them. Oh, no. Finally, I'm past Atenea and then, oh, Bogart. Yeah. But it's fast and you stop, right? Right in front of you. Yeah. That's where the traffic begins. Yes, exactly. So people get to see my face. It's like the perfect place. Exactly. And it even worked through the pandemic. The place survived. And then having multiple branches, but then everything closed down and that remained. And now we have like another another thing I've been keeping busy with is we have this other business called Kanin Baboy. Mm-hmm. Just like think of the Indonesian Babi Guling, but Pinoy version. I think I saw that in La Union. Yeah, I know. Uh, friends lang talaga who, who brought it there probably. Okay. Our branch is in Shargao. Shargao. Oh, Shargao. I saw Shargao, yeah. That's right. That's so, right. and it's great because one of the you know the partners I have there are crazy guys then one of the reasons na pinangalan kanin baboy because apart from the fact that it is a plate with the kanin baboy and other things it's like when you order it by ordering on kanin baboy and that's just one of the things that's so funny that struck us that's why we named the thing ano lang talaga <laughs> just to hear someone order kanin baboy wait let's talk about your music what kind of music were you listening to in growing up in the province provinciano provinciano, provinciano. Davao City 
ano sa uh, city talaga cause now you live in probinsya sa mas malayo pa sa Davao diba yes about mga by bus 8 hours away from wow. Davao um from when I was growing up uh, my dad kasi was business was lights and sound Ah. So we had uh, meron din siyang yung mga bands na mina-manage niya who would play at mga fiestas and they would play Metallica, Pantera and it's so funny may, may because mobile din. Mobile because with the lights that's what and you everything. Call sa yeah, mobile. And ganun, mobile oh, may combo, may kasamang combo. So that's my dad's business and I I grew up na pumunta kami sa mga nagtutour kami sa mga probinsya these small towns and the, the guy would play Metallica, diba? And my dad, with this, yung parang bote ng gas for the lighter fluid, would come on stage, habang nagigitara, he would pour all the lighter fluid wow. in a circle around the guy, and he'd just stand it, light it up. There'd be fire there. And while the guy's playing guitar, he's standing right beside, just looking at the fire, tending it when he needs to. But he's just standing there on stage for everyone to see. But in my day, I was growing up, and I would go on these tours all night, gabi to eh. And just uh, yung mga show band, pero the show, the show band kasi kasi wala pa naman yung mga ano na music then. It was all, ano talaga, was mainstream. So you have Green Department. Ah, it was Manila bands. Shackle, yes. It was all Manila bands by the local bands didn't really have a lot of ano pa talaga. But we have ano, um, Yano, we have Yano. Mga si ganun. Eric, si Oh, ganun. So that's it. Yung mga, you, kay you guys. Yung mga ganun. We played Manila bands sometimes. And I got the local influence when I was young. When I grew, later on in life, towards the college area talaga, I didn't have a lot of music talaga. It was all people introduced it to me until I got this iPod uh, that introduced me to a lot of whole different music talaga that I've never been ano to. Uh, I, I bought it at Green Hills for influence lang talaga. And then it introduced me to pop punk by first time ever in my life, apart from Blink-182 and Green Day. Yung tipong real, the deep into pop punk, they have like made a parade, and, all these guys uh, with a bit of emo into it. The and bazooka. Then, the rock. bazooka rocks kind of yeah, guys. Yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. always figured that I've always liked fast beats, the drums. I didn't really like the slow. It's I like aggressive. Makakaling lahat ng drummers ng era na yan. Who's your favorite? Well, Travis Barker is always, always, always yeah. got to be Anatalaga. It's like, you know, the prime example because apart from him being originally a hip hop drummer, and that's like a very stoic, steady, solid, hard guy. What was his hip hop band? He had a hip hop band. Oh, in Boxcar. Boxcar. He was like collaborating with different DJs. Eh. Mm. That's why he did. But ano talaga? it's more on punk beats. Punk but beats. you started playing in the province, palang, the drums. Or the college. Yes. I know. Uh, sa probinsya, I was relegated to the drums simply because kami lang yung my drums. So province palang. But never really played any regular gigs. Uh, if I remember the last gig I played when I was still in Mindanao, uh, yung Linkin Park. This was song. That's I could remember this so well. It was a Linkin Park song. Paper cut. And even that I couldn't do it with my feet because it was too fast. I would have to do it with the then I could do it with the stick. So I've I've never seen anybody do that. I was that bad. So I couldn't do it then. When I got to Manila, I got to UP, again relegated to the drummer kasi kami lang yung my drums. But then people started to play, ah, originals pala ang tirada dito sa Manila. Because, you know, you cover every now and then, but 
when I, I was introduced to the ano na pag maggig kailangan originals bro ah kano ba so that's the first time I got thinking about writing original songs talaga um, I ended up writing but they were all mga emotional songs and I didn't get to use them for giniling but then hindi ko imagine but they're love songs very emo very love dark heartbreaks ganon and then I got to get get that out with Penguin kasi a little bit emo pop punkish na feel but in terms of giniling wala talaga and that's it that's like the musical journey but now I tend to listen to a lot of uh, yung mga love mga ganang chain smokers some of these and then new rappers din talaga uh, both local and yung mga abroad and whatever just thank god for Spotify talaga were, just, you, were you aware of the as growing up kasi maganda yung yung time nung when you were growing up in Davao mm. were you aware of the music scene the local music scene I was um, so it was like mga south border or inabot pa sina Joey and Cynthia sina Popong yes Popong Landero used to come to our house no yes by my dad and I were he was like the lights and sound guy of Davao for a long time oh. kasi, so he was everywhere so who, who so else did you did you see did you catch mga freestyle south border yes when they were down south pa rin talaga oh. So uh, and alam mo local yung napanood mo ano. Kahit papaano nabutan ko. I've always ko. been wondering na ano eh mataas ang level ng musicianship sa Davao. Pag no? folk when it comes to folk guys ano, there. It's like whenever I watch even now kami pumunta min Davao and then right. you watch like, people can play really good guitar. Ah, yes. Hindi ko sanggaling yung foundation like everybody from Jay Durias to the yes, so, Cynthia and Joey yes. and ba? Yano si Eric there's a good scene pa rin in Davao now and still, yeah, yeah. if you recall the recent yung champion ng music laban yung uh, David versus Goliath was also Davaoenyo and just shows you how the technicality of the Davaoenyo where will you find the scene in Davao now? Uh, there's small, small ito lang that's the thing that's the thing even the locals would admit talaga there's not enough talaga it might even be dying but there's spots talaga sa Suazo Suazo I love Suazo I know yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's a good spot shout out shout out Rizal Bar used to be Rizal Dur- Bar. Durian Bar right? Durian, Durian Bar but then it's like a mall na na. what about in ano, yun Matina meron pa rin ano, the MTS is still MTS there is still MTS there, is still always there. a band there's but always a good band it's covers, always always covers. a cover but always very good um, sometimes you still get good folk there. Mm-hmm. There are jazz bars not in there in Davao, um, but the 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 you mga rock bands talaga have a very have very few venues now where they can come out now. So, but thankfully, thankfully it's being evened out by the internet. You don't need physical venues anymore. If you want to see even a, even live performance, you could go online, and that's what we've been doing. We've been it's like trying to record it live and for people to enjoy it in their own time, and that's the future. But you can't you know people have their own schedules now. You can't fit it. That's life. You do surfing as well, right? Yeah, man. So, I heard na you accident ka, and then, Is it USC? I think right before the pandemic. Oh my God. Ay, grave. Oh, oh man. I tell people it's a shark attack. But what is it? But I rode the surfboard, and my fin, because you know, I'm being an idiot, always hits rocks na diba so it gets sharpened and it's carbon fiber pa I one I got so it's sharp na like a saw and if that or and your skin meet it's always your skin is gonna give in it's not that because that's super strong Santo. so I was surfing sa Alianga Surigao del Sur and it was a pretty big wave um, but I'm used to big waves but that's why it's called a freak accident <laughs> at that time and then paghulog ko the board kinda followed and acted like an axe and I'm 
and then it was so strong because the wave was also doing this to it and it was stuck in there so it was so strong that it broke the fin off off the board and that it screwed onto the board yeah, so talagang oh, it broke the where the Rabbit. screw was ano talaga and luckily it didn't get to my bone though it was just meat and muscle it was about a centimeter away from the artery of my leg otherwise that would have been it so the moment I came up it's like there was no pain but there was like bucket my numbness sa uh, right yes, leg. Yes. Ah. But no pain. <laughs> and then it comes up and the, I bring it up in the water. Ooh. Alam mo yung jelly meat. Pero may ano ka, ka ka? Wala, just Wala. The, my regular t-shirt and shorts. Oh, bae, ganun lang. Were you speaking in an accent? <laughs> no. What <laughs> 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 fucking hell is this? Bloody hell. Bloody hell, Mike. This is what the scratch. No, but I was like... This is shit that you see in movies. Ganyan classing damage, man. But I was thinking, okay, just get to the shore, bay. Fuck, I got to the shore. Because it was so early morning, hardly anyone was there. But a couple people did see me now, but it took them a while to get to me. Because it was a big and a shoreline. And then I got to the shore on my own. Because while I was crawling, open wound here, the waves were breaking on it. With the sand just wow. getting into everything. Oh, God. So I had like three operations. Even after the th- third operation, they could find sand everywhere. Oh, but luckily, I can tell you though, it, I never experienced pain from, from when it started. It's just what I, the same feeling now. It's like it's numb in certain areas. And how, you know how you can curl your toe like this? This no more na. Just uh, that's why it's affected some of my drumming because uh, the downstroke is you know I have to relearn that and build new sets of muscles for it. Because eh. so you're re- rediscovering drumming from playing uh, eight nooks, yeah, uh, electric drums. Tell us about that 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 thing. I love that kit, man. It can detect ghost notes and stuff. Just the right bounce. The yes, the the M7. So it's very good. Because and then the and perfect na I know that when the kick the kick then as well and I like the nest the ne, the, the mesh. net mesh kind of ano because when like we played the motaka song and has a lot of ghost notes in it it could really pick it up talaga so it's got a lot of modules so when you play it you can choose how to go about it just so you can get the feel of it and then you take out that data and I give it to my guys Imanu Gentu very good with audio and video you, you were telling me earlier your process explain yeah. so you go to to, to the studio the flying house the flying house the you get house. you get another musician like this afternoon you get lalai yes and then you're listening to, to a pre-recorded track or your yes drum. the actual track uh of in their album or it depends if i choose like a live performance but most of the time i choose the album talaga because that's like i mentioned earlier the element so of nostalgia both of you are there. playing over that yes so we listen and, to it and then it's getting recorded as MIDI yes, it's to getting, the computer. The drums are getting recorded as MIDI. The, the bass will be recorded as audio. Yes. And then Manu will... He takes them all, um, mixes and masters it, and then replaces takes, the, replaces drums, the, the, drums, the though, MIDI. to make it as native to the original recording as possible. Wow. But that way, it doesn't really stand out. You know, it's like, what is that? I never really heard that in the original recording. It and then, blend in. Uh, the... The original recording, he uses AI to take out the bass and the drums. Yes, ah, the real parts. Brilliant. Now the thing about that, probably people are probably wondering, how about when you upload, doesn't get, ano, 
banned and censored and stuff. Yes. So the brilliant thing about and, and the guys at Facebook, and we mostly just upload this on Facebook anyway. And we started not because of the money. It's more on just we really love doing these songs, and you know I I want to play it, and people I I want people want to see the happiness of certain people when they enjoy these things together. When we upload it, Facebook has this thing where oh automatically the algorithm and the software detects oh this music is owned by someone else. It's an else. Old urban dub song owned by Warner, by Warner, mga oh, things like oh. that. Warner, for one, for example, in certain songs uh, that I've done with, with their music is they uh, a prompt. It's an automatic prompt and you don't even have to, you can't even do anything. You just basically open it and accept, accept, accept because you got no choice. They're just telling you what this is what's going to happen. I upload something, they own it, they say, we, this is music owned by someone else. What's going to happen is you're going to share revenue on the ad. Meaning they get money, you get money. Ah, uh, you both get money. Oh. That's cool. But then some also owners of music say, oh, you use their music. They're going to get all the money. But don't worry, you can still use the music. Okay, then lang yun. Oh, it's just like, oh, okay As long as they don't take it down. Exactly. Yeah. I know, okay lang din ako. Yeah, man, it's, it's okay. I just really want people to Who see this. Who chooses the songs? I do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like from parts of my life, you know. It's like... That's what it is. I mean, that's what a vlogger is. The money you're showing your parts of your life, and I figured I could do it in terms of music. So these are parts of my life. These songs that I'm actually getting to play with the actual musicians who made them. Man, I cry whenever I. It's like it's an emotional trip every time I do these things. Because not only is it an emotional song with a distinct memory in my life, a lot of people have that same feeling for these songs as well. And it's the shared, it's that shared experience. And then they get me to see play with the actual person. It's like themselves getting to see play with the actual person. It makes us all cry. It's amazing, all these things. I see the comments and the togetherness. It just gets them out of places. It's a beautiful thing when you guys share something so positive. No negativity about it at all. That's the beauty of it. You create content with absolutely nothing to hate about. How beautiful is that? These days, nakikita ka namin palagi sa, yun nga, sa Flying House, nagda-drums. Paano mo nakakilala and naging friends sila, tropa sila eight? The music scene is mm-hmm. amazingly small sa Philippines. And eight has always been, yung queso, cheese, they've always been musical heroes kasi, well, they're older than me, obviously. Guys, <laughs> like, so I've been listening to everyone in the scene and you got to know people, drummers. Talked about it earlier. Drummers have always been uh, had All a way. Devao had a way to talk with every single musician because you know y- you can play with me. You know I just keep a steady beat, do your thing, and they're gonna love us. I talk to these guys whenever backstage, and then the eight has always been one of the guys that I've always gravitated towards because of sh- a lot of common interests. Um, just. And that's how I got to know him. He invited me to his place. He had that. You wanted to you say know. bakes. Yeah, well, I can't say it. <laughs> You're allowed to say bakes. I'm allowed to say interest. bakes. Oh, yeah, that's good. You're allowed to say anything. We have very shared interests. Talaga. <laughs> and then creativity-wise as well. Ganon. And then see si Manu, I, I, meet, I met in the music industry as well. And he also, ano, talagang in. We see each other at events for the longest time, and then later on, kaya nga nao lang nangyayari because we find out each other's gifts and talents pala na we didn't know before, and now we're not committed to certain uh, groups and organizations, and we can finally do whatever we want, and this is what we come up with, and I like it like like the road trip. There is no plan. There is just flow. Do you call it something now, the road trip? 
Are you gonna call it land tripping or something? Maybe or I might. I might. That's nobody's used land tripping. Land that's, tripping. That's the title of your new album. Bagay ba? I'm tripping all the land way. Tripping. <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, the series. It could be. It will be a series that we started on because we're taking a different road back. So it's a different set than a, a, a car company should sponsor you. They should, buy. They, they should. should. And also... We're putting it out there. A motorcycle as well. Motorcycles. <laughs> motorcycles. Uh, plural. Exactly. You know, if the car breaks down, we need uh, secondary vehicles. <laughs> motorcycles. Uh, like, I like road tripping. I've always been on the move, by On the move is very important. Just with this. You, you, you're, you've been a dad then I mean you've naging dad ka recently yes. so yeah. how do you balance naman yung everything you're doing pupunta ka Manila ganun, or, or kaya kaya I took a long time off around 2015 from everything from the band life from Bogart just to focus on being a dad uh, and that's when I that, that's when I try, ano, tried to figure out where is the balance how do I figure it out pandemic hit through bal- off what were you doing like, uh, if you weren't uh, I was in the ano na, provincia uh, I wasn't doing content I was being a radio DJ uh, so I just had like a sa Davao or sa Butuan City okay. wow. so in a small town wow. how'd you um, end up there I know because I wanted to find a place to raise my kids that simulated Davao back in the 90s and Butuan was exactly wow. the place we didn't know anyone there we had no relatives there I just figured it's a good place it has an airport it really feels like Davao and Do you may surfing? My, walang surfing. Walang surfing. It was about two hours away, and I did that for almost every day. I drove two hours away. Para magsurf. Para magsurf. And I figured I needed a job, but I wanted a job with music. But I didn't want to be in a band by there, and I wasn't in a good place. But I just wanted to listen to music the whole day. I walked into the nearest English station, uh, na, na radio station. Luckily, they knew me. Bogart. <laughs> Bogart needs a job. <laughs> You're hired! <laughs> Did you walk with a hat? <laughs> I didn't need to. Thankfully. How many hats have you had since? Anyway, some people think kasi, ano, this is just a cheap hat that you can just buy from a guy who probably is wearing it there. Like, you want to buy it? It's just so everywhere. We're not very sentimental with things. I've lost so many hats along the way. How uh, many have you think have you had? Probably over a hundred. Over a hundred? Over a hundred. It's never really consistent. You know, we try not to make it about the hat. It's about the, the whole thing. It's not a single piece of thing. So, but, you know, I could just give this away. Look at the state of this thing. And the only reason I'm using, this is an old hat I had at home. The only reason I'm using this is because I lost the newer hats. <laughs> so I have to use this. So that's it. I know, like I've had hundreds of hats along the way, but I find that the great thing about the hat is um, the Superman kind effect. You know how the glasses kind of, they can't tell? It's true, because I once walked into a packed event without the hat, and then, mag-shoot na, ready na tayo, mag-shoot na tayo, sige. Boom, 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 they see that I'm a very private person. I hardly post pictures of my family or whatever, or whatever I'm really doing in life. It's mostly about what the character is doing, all about the character, because it is about the character. Marco Ho, as me, is a completely different person from the character. Um, and I like my privacy, 
especially for my kids. And it depends because that's what I'm used to. If what do like, kids call you Bogart then? <laughs> no, man, they don't even care. I mean, you know, you know as but always, they know. You know. They know. They know because they know it's this. Eight and, you know. and two and eight. Two and, oh, eight. two and eight. The two, wala pa. La but pa. the eight doesn't care. Doesn't even watch my videos. Talaga. You know, it's like, I don't know if it's like a, an anger kind of thing that si daddy talaga. I don't know. But she likes it, but you're not funny. Different kind of generation. No, again, lang. So it's a different kind of thing. Oh, and I like it that when I take off the hat, I get to have my personal life back. You know, nobody hardly, what I get, because I have a very common Filipino face, I like to think that I'm actually Chinese, who looks like a Mexican, but speaks like an Australian. <laughs> but it's a good, proud Filipino. <laughs> like a mix. What happens most of the time is like, they always, And that's I always notice that. And I always when I want to be recognized. <laughs> so, and, and I like it that, you know, and then when I put on the hat, it's like, boom, completely magical, different effect. It's like, hey, it's Bogart. And then without, I get to have my life. It, he looks like Salt Papi. Ah. He looks like El Covito. Ah. He also looks like that guy, Sacanto. I look like everyone. Salt Papi, we were talking about oh, Salt Papi. Apparently, Papi he's in, in my hometown. Oh. Right? Yes. Okay. Kamabayan mo yun. Kamabayan mo yun. Kaklasiko yung airpad. Talaga. Oh, I gotta reach out. I gotta reach out. We talk. Yeah. We guess because you know, I replied. Did you talk to him in an accent? No, <laughs> we talk like ano online lang talaga. Batuan lang ng ano. You should, you should have. I, I think it. He has a British accent, right? He's UK. UK. Yeah. But he's Tagalog. Pa rin siya. Yeah. Hindi niya, ano, hindi yeah. Tagalog, niya, kaya Tagalog namin sa Quezon. That'd be funny. But she still do that. Nakita ko sa vlog, nag-order siya ng taho. Parang normal lang eh. Parang, parang normal na normal local. Normal Tagalog eh. Ay pa rin niya. I think he still got the accent eh. Galing. The normal Filipino. Do you have way. any more? That uh, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, tell us uh, where they can find you to hire you. Yeah. Sige, if you guys, ano, uh, for bookings like, you know, uh, hosting sometimes hosting. I host, uh, for uh, product endorsements or whatever you want me to do, it's no dick sucking. <laughs> you know, I already set that long time ago. <laughs> Maybe if it's a good looking dick. And then generally for those who just want to give me money, you can contact me through Facebook, Bogart Explorer from Davao City. You've also got the Instagram page. Um, and then if you message that, we'll send you a number where you can call. <laughs> you know, again, a lot of, and then, you know, just generally whatever Your you channels, want to do, man. Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok. I got TikTok, Bogart, the, at Bogart the Explorer. What's the busiest? TikTok, ano? The Facebook right now, because I'm at 982,000. I'm just so like, I need to okay. make it a million so I can <laughs> focus on the other yeah. things now. You know what I mean? I can leave that alone now. Okay, I have a million. Go back to YouTube, and the, I've been ignoring the other things because I'm just so like, so bring rapid me. And it took me so long mm-hmm. because for when I took a break in 2015, I left it at 320,000. Back in 2021, I said, fuck, I gotta make content again. Because you know, funds are running low. <laughs> and it started working. So from 328 at the start of 2021 up to now, I made it to 900 something. But then to 900 up until 1 million, it's taking me four months by or five now. And it's driving me crazy because I think there's an algorithm thing that 
before you really hit that million, they really give you a hard time. Make sure you really earned <laughs> you that million. <laughs> you'll get it soon. You'll get it soon. Thank you for spending thank your you so much. morning yeah. with us. Thank you and for having me. We'd like to thank Crazy Ramen for hosting our venue. We'll have ramen after this. Chaka shout out din pala sa We Legendary from Davao, si Kay Mark. Mark, Yo. Mark din. Bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We Thank should do that drumming thing soon. Aye.